1: Birth mothers need and want support from the adoptive family in addition to the the support that they're receiving from their adoption entity, whether it be an agency or an attorney. And so lots of times families don't really know how to connect and support their birth mother in ways that are appropriate and effectual. So I thought today we would focus on some things that you can do as an adoptive family that are within the guidelines of appropriate and that will show your birth mother how much you really do support her and not just financially regarding her living expenses, but that you really love and care about her. And it's not just all about the baby. Always make sure, even though we're going over these, that These ideas and suggestions are in compliance with your state adoption laws, your attorney, or your agency that you're working with. Because the state laws for adoption of what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do do vary from state to state. And certain agencies and attorneys do have their own restrictions on what they will allow you to do. So that being said, um, notes of support to your birth mother that are handwritten. There's something about a handwritten note that she can save forever. She can hold on to these. You know, a small note can carry a big message. Mm-hmm. And that is something to always, always remember that in all walks of life. A small note can carry a big message. Make sure that you understand what is appropriate to include and make sure you avoid anything that could be deemed as coercion. Because coercion is the way that an adoption can be overturned. Right, so in order to not have that happen, you really need to to focus on the content and what you're stating. But you know, a simple note, saying something like just thinking about you, hoping your doctor's appointment goes well tomorrow, hoping that you're getting good sleep, and you know if she's having some issues with like headaches or her feet are swelling, maybe comment that you hope that that's getting better and that mm-hmm. she's having time for herself. So something along those lines.
0: Now, when you talk about the coercion, um, have you ever seen that happen? Like the adoptive family sends a note to the birth mother that kind of crosses that line. And what would that look like?
1: Um, No, we haven't because we actually double check the notes prior to going to the birth moms just to protect them. What would that look like? A note that contained coercion that would be concerning if a birth mother tried to contest her adoption would be something like, I'm so grateful that you are placing your baby with us for adoption. I want you to know that I'm going to give you an extra $500 after the papers are signed. Right. Okay. That would be. An example.
0: That is definitely coercion. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, you know, another example could be something like, how are you doing? Uh, We're just sitting here filling out the paperwork for the second mortgage to pay for this adoption. And uh, we're really making sure that we have, you know, put everything we can into this because if this adoption doesn't work out, then we no longer can be parents. And we've put every penny that we've had into you as our birth mother. Mm-hmm. And we really hope that you're going to place the baby with us because if not, then I can never be a mom.
0: Right. So like emotional coercion in this case.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And well, thank that you. would be harder to the first, but again, mm-hmm. those are ones that are no, but no, I've never seen a family go anywhere near there because we use a lot of adoption education to, you know, prevent them from even, going down that
0: road right right
1: okay all right um if there's a holiday that occurs during the time that you're matched make sure you find out what your adoption entity allows and partake in it so in other words our agency we do uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners. And mm-hmm. so adoptive families will send in um, money for gift cards that we then give to the birth parents on behalf of the family. So the family will write a little note and then we'll give it to the birth mom. And so she can have a Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner from her adoptive family.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: So that that is, yes. Um, those kind of things. Or, so, you know, if it's her birthday uh, and her birthday comes up, you know, sending her, A little note, maybe some bath and body work stuff. Everybody loves bath and body work stuff. So something like that. If there's an unexpected situation, and I'll give some examples of this, of where your agency or your attorney comes to you and says, hey, this is what's going on. The birth mom would really benefit from this. It will cost you more money if you agree to do this, but this is what's going on. So let me give you an example we use certain properties that we put our birth mothers in. We have contracts with certain properties around the Valley. Mm -hmm. And let's say a birth mother is repeatedly kicked out of each and every property that we have put her in, which unfortunately happens. And she finds a living situation on her own. And maybe it is $50 more a week or a month. And it's within the court allowance. Mm -hmm. You obviously you have to get approval from your attorney. If they say that, yes, that amount is allowed, then going back to the family and saying, hey, this is what's going on. Are you willing to pay this? And, again, it's up to the family, at least within our program. And if they are, then that is something that, again, I would give serious consideration to doing because you want to keep your birth mother housed. It is very difficult sometimes because when you place a birth mother in a hotel, and they're used to living on the street or they're used to living in different types of accommodations, sometimes it takes a little bit for them to understand the rules and, uh, the etiquette of a hotel, uh, really consider compromising on the baby's name. This I've talked about at nauseum and I know that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but super, super important. I get this This is probably the most common issue that I get brought into regarding birth moms and adoptive families when there is um, not an argument between them, but when there's discord, you know, when they're when they can't agree on something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen situations that I've talked about in the past as well, where, you know, families have had a name in their head since they were a little kid. This is what they want the name to be. And this is an adoption. This is your child. However, this was her child first. There is always room in this area to compromise. You know, whether you agree on the second name and she agrees on the first, whether you choose the name together, Mm -hmm. whether like for an example, this is, this is something that I do all the time with my family. Uh, My husband will come to me and say, Hey, I'm going to go pick up dinner. What would you like me to go get? And my common response is give me three choices and I'll pick one. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Sense. And I do that all the time with mm-hmm. almost everything, even with the kids. When they come and they say, hey, mom, can we go and do this? And and I'll say, okay, sure. Well, which one do you want to do? And again, my my thing is always give me three choices or, you know, you could do four or five, whatever. Not right. I'll choose one. So that way it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Right. What if all three of the, say, birth mother's choices for the baby's name are really outlandish?
1: Then my suggestion would be make it a middle name. Okay. Give the baby four names.
0: (laughs) That's what I did with Um, my son. You did? Yeah, yeah. He's got four names.
1: Interesting. Uh Um, Another thing you could do is incorporate it. So let's say the middle name was that the birth mom wanted was Ann. And let's say that the adoptive family had a bad experience with a woman named Ann. And so they did not want to use the name Mm Ann. Make the middle name and call it Joanne. Right. There's a way to kind of find a common ground where everybody wins and everybody feels like, because you don't, even though an adoptive family can can legally change the name at the hearing once the adoption is finalized. If you have an open adoption, it's going to be very awkward right. for both of you to, to do that. And, and I, I really encourage transparency and honesty. And I remember, I, I think I've mentioned it in previous podcasts, but for, for those listeners who maybe don't remember or didn't hear that podcast, mm-hmm. we had a situation where a family did change the name. And they had a visit with the birth mother and they had not conveyed to the birth mother that they had changed the name. And so when the birth mother saw the baby, she was so excited and she's showing the tattoo on her arm of the baby's name, but they had changed the name.
0: Mm. That's rough.
1: And so there were some very, very hurt feelings. I'm sure. Yes.
0: And yeah, that, that's got to cause resentment for that relationship going forward, that must've been very rough. Wow.
1: It was. And so it's important to remember that you are building a lifelong relationship. You know, you are going to benefit from the open relationship as an adoptive family. Mm -hmm. Birth mom is going to benefit from the open adoption relationship and the child is going to benefit. As I've stated time and time again, I would have loved to have had an open adoption. It would have, I think, made me more well-rounded. I would have had a stronger sense of self. Mm -hmm. I would have understood and appreciated when I was a child that I was placed for adoption, yet I would have still had that familiar connection with my family. It would have been a win-win situation. right? And I think that Now that that is so common and so accepted, you have, to, you know, any relationship for it to work, you have to invest into it. And sometimes you have to invest even when you really don't want to. So in other words, if, you know, if you're, Ron, if your wife came home and she said, you know, honey, we haven't gone on a date in a month. We've been so busy. Mm -hmm. I just got two tickets for Swan Lake. I can't wait to go with you. You probably don't want to go to the ballet for right. a couple hours. But you make
0: there. that sacrifice and you decide, you know what, I want to go wherever it is with her. So it's the same thing. Right. That makes sense. That's a good
1: analogy. Another point that is important and so easy to do and yet carries so much weight. Uh, last year, we were really busy and I jumped in and was helping case manage because I'm, you know, I believe in team playing. So right. I jumped in and was case managing and we had an adoptive family. And they were amazing and they brought a basket for the birth mom. The reason that something like that, and you always want to, again, want to check with your attorney or with your adoption agency. The reason that you want to bring something with you is one, you don't ever want the birth mother to leave the hospital empty handed Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Two: it shows her your forethought, which is important. Three, it lets you know that not only are they thinking about you, but they're dialed in on you. It's mm-hmm. not a basket of baby stuff. It's a basket of a woman going into labor and delivery stuff. Right, And everybody loves to give it, to get a gift. So that is something that I'd recommend. And in it, again, there's always a monetary limit when you're dealing with adoption because we always want to avoid uh, the premise of coercion. Mm-hmm. So putting things in like, Fuzzy socks, lotion, again, bath and body works. You can get it on sale sometimes for $3, especially this time of year. <laughs> um, breath mint or candy is fun. A hairbrush, hair ties, even like a little journal or a small notebook and a pen for her to take notes. Just little things like that are fun and really appreciate it. And I don't know any woman um, having the, you know, been in labor and delivery four times myself Um, who wouldn't want fuzzy socks, lotion, mincer candy, a hairbrush and hair ties and a notebook and pen. (laughs) All of the above, right. (laughs) Those are all the stuff that, that you would love to have. And so again, it just makes it, it just makes it fun. And maybe her, her, a can of her favorite drink or just something little, again, it doesn't need to be this elaborate you know, basket from Macy's, you know, it's just something that you put together that's inexpensive, but carries a strong message with a little note.
0: Right. And like you mentioned, get the can of her favorite soda, make it personal, something that, you know, something about her and get her something that goes along with that. Like if somebody got me a Dr. Pepper, I'd be pleased as punch. If you give me a Mountain Dew, I won't be so happy. So yeah, make <laughs> it personal.
1: Absolutely. And so with that, uh, we are going to take a hiatus on Friday because it is uh, black Friday and <laughs> that means lots of shopping and we will be busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving, stay safe. Um, I know the COVID numbers are on the rise and I hope everybody, you know, just remembers the true meaning of Thanksgiving and what we have to be grateful for
0: absolutely happy thanksgiving everybody Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.